You're listening to The Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 095. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 95. You're listening to The Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Hey, my dearest. Hey, beautiful girl. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I'm excited to record with you. I know. It's been a while. It has been a while. Yeah. We did a bunch of pre-recording and... Yeah, we had a... Didn't we do... We replayed an episode, didn't we? We did a rebroadcast. A rebroadcast, That was our yeah. first time. And you know mm-hmm. what? It was, it was pretty cool because I actually heard from a couple people that they really enjoyed it. And nice. we've, we've been seeing from our podcast statistics that we have a bunch of new listeners over yeah. the last three months in particular. Nice. So thank you guys so much for that. Like Heck if you're yeah. telling people about the show and um, I hear that all the time, like people saying like, oh, I got my daughter to listen or I got my, my cousin to listen. <laughs> and I'm like, I love that. Gone so, viral. Well. In a good way. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, because we're a class act. So thank <laughs> you so much, you guys. And we're excited to have you here. So today we've got a really awesome topic for you. And it comes partially from a listener. And then we're going to kind of expand on it. Uh, in a couple of different ways, but today we're going to talk about how to stop fucking apologizing and over-explaining yourself. So I think we've got some good stuff. We do a lot of submissions uh, from our listeners. So if, you, if you've been dying for us to cover off a, a topic, you can actually go to the website. Uh, everything is housed at thejoyjunkie.com. And if you click on the podcast, there's a place where you can submit show topic ideas. So that's what we're going to do today, um, something that was submitted by a listener. Awesome. Um, but before I jump into that, I can't. I'm like bursting with the seams. I'm so fucking excited about this. What? I haven't I haven't taught a class in a hot minute. Oh, like it's, class, it's been yeah. a minute. And so I have a brand new series of classes that are coming out. And um, I'm going to teach, I think, about two a year in this format. And they're called, excuse me. Your badass is showing, <laughs> and then they're all they're all different um, topics. So this one that we're going <clears> to <throat> launch in a couple of weeks is going to be the self confidence edition. Oh, and yeah. I'm really pumped because I know I've told you guys that I'm going to be doing this, and I originally was going to launch it for 147, and I'm actually I think I'm going to do an early bird for 97 bucks. So that's going to come up in a couple of weeks. We're going to talk about it a little bit more next week and and give you some more details. But I'm actually doing an ultra secret special bonus just for podcast listeners. Oh, the pod people? Just for pod people. That's you guys, pod people. Like, why have we not called the pod people before? I don't know, but now we are. Now? now? And guess what the secret code is? Pod Pod people. people. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, we'll tell you all about that next week. Oh, were we weren't supposed to drop that yet? No, no, no. That's okay. Oh, it's okay, okay, if, okay if they know. But, yeah. So, <clears throat> we'll tell you all about the class and what, what it's going to entail and all the extra bonuses. But just know that if the stuff that you've heard on the show has been really beneficial to you, this is going to be incredible because 
there is so much strength in community and it coming together with a bunch of other people who really have the same goals and who are also scared shitless about being vulnerable and nice. talking about their fears. And, and it's just really incredible and powerful. It's one of my favorite, favorite um, pieces of my work. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be good stuff. So more, more on that to come. And I think it might be time for a little... <gasps> Would you rather? Uh, would you rather? Yeah. All right. Let's do it. I've all got right. a good one today. Okay, cool. What is it? <clears throat> um, <clears throat> all right. So today's would you rather is would you rather snort a tablespoon of salt? Yikes. Or eat a stick of butter? Cheese. Yeah. No, no cheese. No, no. I mean, yeah, butter. Cheese and rice. <laughs> no, don't cheese and rice. Butter and salt. Unsalted butter. No, salted butter. It could be salted? Yeah. Uh, like that fucking matters. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, oh my gosh. Because I, I don't think I should be putting anything up my nose because... Oh, that's... Wow. Oh you my guys, God, right. the other night... <laughs> the other night, and I promise we're going to get to some awesome content, but I've got to tell you this shit. I was out with my brother, and we were just meeting some of his coworkers for the first time. We're all having a great time, and I'm... Hanging on the patio of... Uh, what was that place? It's uh, the oh tilted the tilted kilt. kilt yeah that's right tilted kilt out here in in California Southern California and so I'm laughing you know hysterically like I tend to do and I do pretty <laughs> much everything fairly dramatically so I'm throwing my head back and then I as I come back down right at the perfect time uh. my nose. <clears throat> Hits my straw that's in my drink, and the straw goes right into my right nostril. Oh, and sticks because you came back and it came came with you. It, it came out of the like, drink. Oh and my god! And I'm of course I'm this is like my third whiskey, so I'm <laughs> already <laughs> having like a decently good time. And I'm like, so there was just a split second where I was like, holy shit! I just impaled myself with my fucking straw. And so I drunk life coach. <laughs> drunk life coach hashtag. And so <laughs> I, and then what was so funny is. Right at that moment, well, okay, so the his coworker, who I absolutely love, she so she's she starts rooting around in her purse for a tampon, and she keeps going, "Do you need a tampon? Here, you, put this tampon in there. Here, put a tampon in your mouth or in your mouth in your nose. In your here, nose. Here, put you a tampon. A, you need a tampon. So you know, when you're a synchronized swimmer, you can't use a maxi pad because you can see it. So my friend bought me a box of tampons, and which is a reference from uh, we're, meet, meet the Millers. We're the Millers. Or, uh, yeah, we're the Millers. <laughs> And I oh kept like, God. and I'm like dying laughing. And I'm like, no way am I putting a tampon up my nose. Like, no way. You could write it off your bucket list. That's, that would never be it's on my bucket No? No. How about your fuck it list? I don't. Put it on the fuck it list. What is happening? I don't know. No. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, my brother totally had to pee. And so here I am, like, you know, just, oh, and it totally starts bleeding. Yeah, and all over the place. Everybody's like, uh, 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 you <clears throat> That's know. why you needed a tampon. That's why I needed a tampon. And so <laughs> I put, I put, you know, all this napkins and stuff up my nose. And my brother, like, immediately leaves to he go He checks pee. out. He's like, I gotta go to the bathroom. He and we, that just made us laugh even harder because. He, like, totally checked out. It looked like he was seriously like, I cannot. I, my sister's embarrassing me. I cannot right with you. I'm out of here. I can't take you. Talking about tampons. Being so embarrassing. <laughs> Stick a straw so up your nose. that being said, I don't know if I should do the salt. Not right now, for sure. I don't trust myself. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's neti pots where you put, you know, 
but it warm water, of salt. <clears throat> but snorting it, I imagine that that could mess you God. up. And it also might lead to a, you know, stronger habits. I think I might. You might move to cayenne or, you know, cinnamon. salt won't do it for you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I need something really hard. Maybe you move to like rock salt. But the butter though, right? Right. Like, can you imagine? I, I can't eat a, you know, like one tablespoon of butter by itself. Can you imagine eating a whole stick? Like, oh. In, in research for this pod, Mr. Smith. I watched a YouTube video. <laughs> a couple of YouTube videos. And it does not look enjoyable at all. I think Just I Just like still... snot coming out of their nose oh, and God. drooling. It's it was, like, oh. Oh, how lardy. So I'm like, I might go with the salt. I might be able to well, do it Well, now that the I feel like I'm healed from my impaling <laughs> of a straw <laughs> yeah. debacle, I might choose yeah, yeah. this. Go for the salt. I just can't imagine that being pleasant. Yeah. I don't know. But we want to hear from you. So, well, what did you decide? Yeah. Uh, I decided on the salt. But you have to say why. You can't just say, oh, salt or butter, you, you know. Right. None of those one word answers. Like, so give us if you reason. go, if you go to the site, if you go to thejoyjunkie.com slash 95 and tell us in the comments what what you would rather yeah and or you can tell us your biggest takeaway what would you rather yeah yeah Yeah. feel free to write out how you think it sounds okay song lyrics (laughs) all right so let's get into some topics about stop apologizing so i want to read the initial uh inquiry that we got from one of our pod people so she says Recently, I just started a relationship with an amazing man. Even though we are both different, uh, we really support each other and we also call each other out on our shit. And one of the many things that I know I need to work on is showing empathy and relating to him without constantly saying, I'm sorry. And I know that women in general apologize a lot more than we should. What are other ways to show empathy? Huge thanks goes out to you and Mr. Smith. I'm curious what the context of apologies is. Like, why is she apolo- Why is she saying I'm sorry? Right, and that and that's what's really interesting. So we're going to talk a little bit about um, not apologizing um, and how that shows up in a, in our life in general. But then I do want to touch on this empathy piece because mm. I think that's really what her her inquiry is. Gotcha. Um, because in this sense, it sounds to me much like she is uh, wants to be there and be supportive <clears throat> and compassionate of him. Like, let's say he had a rough day at, at work or he has an altercation with a coworker or gotcha. a family member. Like, okay. It seems like she wants to exhibit um, compassion. Mm-hmm. But there's this whole idea, and, and I'm definitely one of those self-help professionals that have talked about it, um, of stop saying I'm sorry, stop right. apologizing. And I, I really do advocate the apology piece versus the I'm sorry piece. And I'll tell it's you different. why. Yeah. Um, so the first <clears throat> thing that I really wanted to underline about this is that the words I'm sorry are really not an issue. I really think those are just semantics. Yeah. I think you can say those words fueled by a ton of different types of motive, motivation. So, for instance, she could be saying to him, I am so sorry to hear that, honey. Like, I am right. so sorry that you had yeah. such a rough day. Yeah. And it would be coming from a place, the roots of that tree would be total compassion, empathy, love, respect for your partner, Right. You could also say, I'm sorry, and the underlying like roots of that tree could be fueled by guilt, shame, 
uh, insecurity. Right. Because we've all run across those people who just say, I'm sorry for fucking everything. Like they bump into you or they put this like or they like it's almost like their crutch word instead of saying like or, you know, uh they say, I'm sorry. And it's very indicative of of insecurity. Like it's a deeper rooted meaning or motivation behind those actual words. Got it. So I really think, you know, when it comes to expressing that you can be truly sorry and empathetic for someone's circumstance and still know that it's not your responsibility to carry right. their hardship. Well, I think in that, I think she's trying to be a support in the team. Right. right? And I think the conflict is hearing all the time, like women apologize too much or stop right. saying I'm sorry, stop saying I'm sorry. Right. Saying and I'm sorry doesn't do anything for me or, you know, whatever. Right. And, <clears throat> and I really think it's not about that. It's not about those actual words. It's about the place that you are motivated from or the undercurrent or what is driving you to actually say that to begin with. Right. Um, be, I, because I think there's there's times, there's been plenty of times in my life where uh, somebody tells me about something that they're going through or a hardship and I, I do say I'm sorry. Yeah. But it's not from a place of insecurity or... I'm sorry. Or I'm going to carry that. <laughs> or I feel guilty right. about it. <clears throat> right, um, right. You know, another thing that we do, you know, like another example would be um, if if I'm declining, you know, if somebody's asking me to... Oh, to go to a party. Go or to a party or something, or something like that and I have plans. I might say, you know what? I am so sorry. I actually already have plans. Right. But even though I've said those words, it doesn't mean that I'm motivated from a place of insecurity. I'm afraid that they're not going to like me. In that instance, I'm genuinely sorry that I'm not available. I would love to be with them. Right. And I'm also motivated from a place of compassion for them, but then also self-care for me. Like I'm still standing up for myself. I'm still saying, I am so sorry. I have to honor these other plans that I have. Right. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's like so, a buffer to the blow, right? And again, yeah. And again, the words just don't matter. Right. It doesn't matter. It's about what's the underlying feeling behind it. Also, yeah. So that is indicative of your, um, how, how you deliver it, right? Yeah. And also your your tone of voice right. makes a big portion of that too. Right. How, you know, like you say, I'm, I'm so sorry, I can't do it. Right. I'm so sorry, I can't do it. Right. It's very different, right? Right. And you could also be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Oh my God, don't hate me. Don't hate right. me. You know what I mean? Right. And then that is more of that fueled that insecurity. of insecurity. Gotcha. What if they don't like me? What if they don't What if they don't approve of me? So this is what I want for everybody to do. Here is your first step. I want everybody out there to really look at all of the times that you say, I'm sorry, and all of the times that you over explain your point of view, your belief, your stance, your circumstance, mm. because over explaining <clears throat> oftentimes is what that really is, is the result of being insecure or being really motivated by something else like you need to like me understand my point of view understand my perspective understand you know, like i need some sort of approval yeah like there's approval. usually it's something about you mm-hmm. right so a great example of over explaining 
Um, and we're actually going to do a podcast about this in a couple of weeks. But many of you know that we are very, very happily childless by choice. Yay. Yay. And that was something for years and years and years that I felt like I had to overexplain. So even though I didn't apologize for my stance of not yeah. wanting kids, I never <clears> said <throat> I'm true. You did. And I felt really confident about it about that choice what i didn't feel confident about was the engagement with others around it right so that showed up as really combative and defensive defensive over explaining right instead of being fueled from a place now of confidence where i just and self-care and self-love and also kindness we talk about that all the time like really being kind i will say you know what it's just something that i find really personal and i i really would like to not discuss it any further you know, I don't feel like I need to express why. Now, if it's somebody who I really love or, you know, we want to have a nice deep conversation, I'm so game for that. But perfect strangers, family who isn't a part of my life, like, you know, like I don't owe you any sort of explanation. Just like they wouldn't owe you an explanation for why they did. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And we'll, you know, we will definitely elaborate on this in some coming weeks. Cool. Um, which... Hashtag get ready for a fucking rant because I will get <laughs> it, I, I get on my pedestal about it because I I think it there's a lot of unkindness that happens and it's it's, sure. it's a lack of respect and it for pisses sure. me off. But so in those situations, I had to really go through a process of realizing I had to do a lot of inner work for me to realize what that was motivated by. The reason I was always over explaining was the desire to be understood, the desire to be, like, have a right answer, that people, that's what always frustrated me, was feeling so misunderstood, like I'm an asshole or I'm a dick because I don't want kids. Right. And I wanted to, I wanted people to accept my point of view. And it is one of those things that is incredibly polarizing. It is like politics and religion. So I had to really get to a point where I realized over explaining my point of view in that was futile and it was motivated from a place of insecurity. Yeah. It was motivated from a place of I need your approval Ooh. instead of self-care, uh, personal fulfillment, yeah, self-respect. Yeah. So we can always examine what our behavior is motivated by. That's one of the most amazing things. And in fact, when we go through, excuse me. Your badass, badass is showing. showing. <laughs> Self-confidence edition. Um, when we go through that, I just feel like you have to do it like, excuse me. Um, <laughs> excuse me, your badass is showing. Your balls are showing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I love that. Um, that's awesome. If, that's awesome. Um, so... Now I totally lost my train of thought. Oh, we're, we're going to go through all of this stuff, like examining where you actually apologize. And, you know, there's a ton of work that we're going to do around this worksheets and challenges and stuff like that to examine um, how we can infiltrate your life with radical confidence by kind of eliminating some of these crutches that were taught over gotcha. years and years and years. Um so that's what I want everybody to start with is I want you to take that inventory of all the times that you say either I'm sorry or where you over explain. And I think I've given this example before. I used to feel like I had to over explain myself where, you know, not being spontaneous. Like I can't I fucking hate spontaneity. It really stresses me out. <laughs> like it just 
it, it, I, <clears throat> I love order and organization, you know? Yeah. So I think that's another place to really look is like, are there areas in your life, like sports is another one. Like I just really, really don't enjoy sports, you know? And I find being spontaneous, really liking sports as a girl to be a really sexy quality. Like how awesome if you're a girl who can right, like right. watch sports with the guys and, you know, throw back beers and all, you know, be all spontaneous. So, I mean, I really for a long time kind of cowered around it and just kind of would kind of apologize for myself being what I thought was such an unsexy character trait. Like, yeah, I'm not spontaneous. No, I don't like sports. And I took that on like there was something wrong with me. So I really think that it is about getting really clear and understanding that you don't need to apologize or over-explain who you are, like who, what your likes are, your dislikes, your affinities, the things that make you you. I think where it gets challenging, so let me skip to this point and then we can kind of discuss, because um, I think this will be somewhat enlightening. I really think that it is about committing, and this is something that I would ask of all of you, to commit to really only apologizing if you've made a mess. If you have done things that are unbefitting of you, that you are not proud of, that you are... Um, that hurt someone. That hurt somebody and it was purposeful in some way. Because I think sometimes <clears throat> people get hurt and you did nothing wrong, you know. Right, you but you nothing. could even apologize for that. Sure, sure. Right? But you don't apologize for being who you are, right? So here's where you navigate who you are because I do think there's sometimes things that are actual character flaws. Uh, <clears throat> an example of that would be being overly jealous, being over controlling, um, you know, being things that harm others, being slightly rude, you know, in tongue, like that kind of thing. Like you don't get to say, oh, well, that's just how I am. Right. You actually need to grow and develop. So where it gets like a fine line is there's things for me like, you know, like the whole spontaneity thing. Like that fucking stresses me out. <laughs> so I've done my due diligence and I've tried to be spontaneous and try to push myself. And I still get like this. It, it just causes me so much angst. And so that's one of those things that after I've tried to kind of work on it, I'm like, you know what? No, this is just how I am. Like, this is just how I'm wired. And I actually think in in that situation, it I'm not there's no negative effect. Like in fact, by not doing spontaneous things, I'm avoiding a negative effect of right. how I feel and how awful it is. So hopefully that gives people somewhat of a place to check in with themselves, like you don't, I don't want you to go the other extreme of going like, I'm never going to apologize for who I am and blah, 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 when there's actually some times that you do need to clean yeah, up your mess. right, exactly. Right? And there are times when you do need to push yourself and you do need to grow. <laughs> and then there's other times, and this is all how personal development works, is tapping in and looking at, do I need to honor how I operate right now or do I need to push myself a little further here? Um and a lot of times it's a different answer, you know? Yeah. So I want you to start taking that inventory of 
any of the times that you say I'm sorry, you over-explain your point of view, and really look at what is your motivation in doing so. Like, why are you over-explaining? What's the roots of the tree, so to speak? Like, what is fueling you to over-explain your point of view? Yeah. Right? And... And that's where you have to kind of like dig deep. And that's where I got, you know, I got all this coaching around feeling that fire and that that defensiveness to explain my point of view about not wanting children and how combative I felt. Like I had to do the inner work to figure out why the fuck am I so charged about this? Yeah. Because no one else out there <clears throat> was going to change. Like people were still going to ask me you know the world was still going to have a specific societal view about it so I needed to do the work in order for me to feel at peace yeah because it does feel like shit to feel like you owe people explanations about choices or behaviors or thoughts that you have um, especially when they're polarizing and it doesn't feel good to be fueled by fear guilt um insecurities you know fear of not being accepted things like that right yeah so I think that's you know our emotions create a great barometer a great navigation system for us to look at how what am I feeling you know we talked about this a lot in our emotion episode you know you can have emotions that are painful and a lot of times through that pain it's a symbol. It's a sign. There's something for you to pay attention to. Yeah. You know, there's it something It seems like for it's stemming learn. around awareness, like just digging into the awareness of why do I feel the need to talk to this person and explain myself about yeah. whatever it is. Well, that's a great point because we oftentimes think that it's out there. We think like, well, if they would only fucking get my point of view or if they would only just forgive me, or if they would only accept me. And a, that's a variable. The only yeah. constant is us. Right. We are the only ones that we have any control over. So why not be motivated from a place of things that feel good, emotions that feel empowering, like love or connection or self-care or personal empowerment or whatever you want to call it um, or whatever it is in that in that particular moment. So... So that's, that is your task at hand. I want you to watch yourself, watch when you say you're sorry, watch when you over-explain, and then look at the motivating factor underneath any of that. And then what you're over-explaining or what you are um, apologizing for, is it an area for you to actually grow into? Or, you know, like jealousy or something like that, like I'm so sorry I'm jealous, is in an area where you actually need to push yourself and grow and develop? Or is it a place for you to accept yourself and say, you know what, I just don't like spontaneity. I just don't like sports. And I'm not going to apologize for that anymore. Or I know I just don't want children and I refuse to over-explain that anymore. That's your job. I can't tell you what that truth is. Yeah, but th- there has to be a, a, a happy medium. What if the other person really does enjoy sports and they are fanatics? 
Well, and right, and, right. Or, and that's and where they spend a lot of time together. What what do you do? Well, and that's where collaboration of relationship comes in. So if, like, for instance, if you were, like, a huge sports fiend and I absolutely hate sports, which I which I pretty much do, and you were, like, you came to me and said it would mean so much to me, we would then collaborate and say, like, well, here's – and this, is, this would be what we would do. We would figure out what that looks like, like what – and I would show up. To watching a game and be all in. I wouldn't yeah. be a bitch. I wouldn't be, you know, I would be all in for you. Yeah. And then I would re- ask and request things from you in return. I request that, you know, Fridays are game free or whatever. Or right. we spend it doing this, whatever. Then you collaborate yeah. or inside watch relationship. Or it on today or something. Right. Right. Or I'm going to go do my nails. You're going to have to do this one on your own type of thing. Right. And I can commit to one day a week or whatever. You put systems. You actually collaborate. Got it. If those two elements are really important inside the relationship, what you don't do is you don't say, take on that there's something wrong with you because you either lo- love that thing or because you hate that thing. Right. That's the personal gotcha. development piece. Gotcha. Other than that, it's relationship logistics and right. collaboration. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yep. Absolutely. I love when you throw out that stuff. And I know plot <laughs> people do too because you ask a lot of listener related. Think like an audience. Yeah. Think like a pod person. Um, <laughs> think like a pod person. That's great. And then, then the other final piece again is then committing to only apologizing if you've made a mess. And I want to really push you like to actually do that. To actually go and apologize if you have made a mess. And if you haven't, resist the urge to apologize. Like resist feeling like you need to carry that burden. Yeah. And then finally, I really want to talk about practicing empathy through vulnerability. So, and I think this is really what the the listener was, was questioning. And that is... How do I really support, how do I really show that I'm genuinely sorry for their circumstance without saying I'm sorry necessarily? So I think I underscored that and explained that I don't really think that the words matter. Yeah. I really think that it's the vulnerability piece. Like how infrequently do, do we look at somebody who's going through a hardship and actually sit with them through it? Like, even think about how I found myself doing this the other night. Like, we don't, we are so uncomfortable with other people being uncomfortable or hurt or in pain. Like, we want to give that, you know, like I, your mom was having a hard time and I would like quickly wanted to give her a tissue. Not because she needed one, but because I was uncomfortable with her being vulnerable. Yeah. And I had to check that in myself. You know, the other thing that um, I think is a way of showing empathy because empathy means that you ha- are feeling the same pain that that person is or you've been through an experience you can similar, relate to it right you can relate to it so if you haven't been in that type of situation the the way that you can show empathy at least in my book is trying to be a support for the person as much as you can what do you need from me what what yeah. can i do to help you know like really um, make yourself available for whatever need it is that fills that empathic void, right? right? Because I think that there's 
a, an instinct in a lot of relationships in particular to fix. Yeah, no, I'm not saying fix. I'm, no, 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 yeah, that's what I'm saying yeah. is to avoid the fix. Right. Like, I totally agree <laughs> with you because we usually want to go, oh, it, our mind goes like, I know what you need. Right, right, right. Well, what if you do this? Well, what? And we go into problem solving instead of just looking at that person. Yeah. Being completely intimate and vulnerable with them and say, what do you need from me? What can I be for you? And not in a, like, while you're texting or while you're, you know, cooking or something (laughs) like that. Like, actually. Or watching the game. Or watching the game. (laughs) That's one of the biggest things that I want to offer to you is if somebody is going through something and you genuinely want to show empathy towards them, be with them in that moment. Look them dead in the eyes and feel Go and feel like go through what they're going through with them. If you're in this intimate relationship, you know what I mean, or it's a best friend, or it's a family, or some, you know, where you want to exhibit empathy. Yeah. And empathy, it's like, it's really just about expressing that I've been where you are. So if they're going through grief, you may know what grief feels like because you've lost a pet, even though they're grieving the loss of a job. You know, you can understand what grief feels like. And we are so seldomly with other people and hold their emotion. Yeah. Like even, you know, the the coaching school that I went to, you were not allowed to give anyone a tissue. So mm. when we were in, you know, going through all of our shit and just breaking down and having a hard time, you, you know, your instinct is to stop this vulnerability. Like, right. the, like stop this stuff like Put a how, tissue in it right how many <laughs> how many men are like don't cry oh my god i can't see you cry you know right. or we just get so fucking uncomfortable so in our in our coaching establishment you you couldn't it was each person is responsible for themselves and when you're going to get a tissue to give to somebody else it's be it's because of you right it's because of your uncomfortable sense so how that relates in our relationships is if you really want to practice empathy Look them dead in the face and ride the wave with them. Like like that? <laughs> creepy, Mr. <laughs> Smith. <laughs> doesn't translate on pod. Right? It doesn't translate through audio. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, no, not like not that. Like that? Not, like okay, that. No, not like okay. that? Okay, not like that. Like open stare. Like creeper, yeah. Like me watching you shower. Ew. Yeah. <laughs> I'm such a stage five clinger. I love to watch him shower and he gets like creeped out by it because I'm like yeah, super close to the glass. Like, yeah, like- the shower's got, you know, it's all glass. So you're pretty much in a fishbowl. And then just to have somebody staring in the glass with their nose pressed against He's it. He's like, like uh, can, can I have a little bit of privacy, please? I know. It's so funny. <laughs> it's anyway, so funny. We anyway, so that's one huge piece is to be willing to ride that wave with them really look them dead in the face um and it's really about practicing that active listening and also like you said genuinely asking them what they need yeah like what can i be for you and not in a way to escape what's happening like so what do you need you know but really connecting and then in i I find no issue at all with looking them dead in the eyes and saying, I am so sorry to see you go through this. I've done that plenty of times with you. Yeah. Like I, and it's coming from a place of empathy. Right. Of. If you do that and you're not uh, genuine about it, it will show. 
Right. It'll be, it'll be like, oh man, is this person in my face? You know? And it, it, again, and then that's why we say practice empathy. Yeah. It's a practice. It's it, it's a, a lot of times counterintuitive. Um, when we when we were feeling deeply like that, our instinct oftentimes is to retreat. So one of the things that I, I oftentimes will tell my clients is it's almost like when you are working out and you're working really hard and you're, you hit a point where you feel like I might fucking die and then you just stay with it and you can almost reside in the pain afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. hit that place where you're like, okay, I can, I can be here. It's the same thing experiencing rough emotions with other people. Like looking at them dead in the face and feeling what they're feeling. Your instinct in the moment is I might die. I need to run away. I need to give them a tissue. I need to close the door on this. But stay with it. Feel it. And you eventually get to a place where you can reside there. Right. And it becomes so much easier to be vulnerable with that person. Yeah. But I remember even just a few weeks ago, you had a situation with one of your students where you you really showed up and you were really well she was she was in a position that um of incredible and vulnerable of incredible vulnerability but if i came with answers and um more of a teacher teacher mentality i may not have gotten anywhere we wouldn't have had a breakthrough but because I came with the idea that, you know what, I need to show her that I'm a vulnerable human as well. Yep. Uh, it actually opened her up a little bit. And when that happened, I could be more more um, bluntly honest with her about where I thought she was not um, uh, pushing herself. Right. Right. But if I just say, well, you're not pushing yourself, you're not getting through this. Right. That it's not going to be received. But if I say, look, this is where I'm coming from in this situation. This is where m- my thoughts are going here, and I'm going to be completely honest with you now. Blah 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 blah. It totally made it where she accepted it because I had opened up. Right. To her. I mean, if you think about it, we put up so many walls. As the as our, uh, it really is a defense mechanism of of that that shields us from hiding behind the role, being yeah. vulnerability, being mm-hmm. vulnerable. So if you're in that situation with your partner, it it's almost like if you can visualize knocking your walls down, and just saying like I'm human too, and I feel you. And being genuine, really, is what yeah. it comes down to. Yeah. Yeah. So practicing empathy through vulnerability, really, truly connecting, being with their emotion, listening to what they are really saying, and asking what you can be for them will skyrocket your intimacy, truly. And I do that all the time with you. I am always saying, like, what what can yeah. what can I do for yeah. you? What can I Absolutely. what do you need I for love me? That. And, and there's a lot of times you don't know. Right. And I'll say that. And that's fine too. But I know that that is so much more helpful for you than me trying to say, you know what you should do? You should do this. Or Or try it. Why don't you try this? It's so much, so thoughtful just to be asked. Like, thank you for, thank you for Mm -hmm. just, you know? Yeah. So anyway, hope that is helpful for you guys and um, kind of a nice little tie up of practicing vulnerability and practicing um, empathy as well as really knowing when to stop fucking apologizing for who you are. Great listeners. Your likes. Yeah, it was a great one. And, you know, stop over explaining yourself. So next week, 
stay tuned. We're going to tell you all about, excuse me, your your badass badass is showing. showing. (laughs) Hashtag. Self-confidence edition. And um, so I would love for you guys to join me. And there's going to be extra special bonuses. We're going to go off about it. But in the meantime, if you want to come hang out with us, go to thejoyjunkie.com. You can also find me on Instagram. I'm always going off over there at at the Joy Junkie. And I think that's about it. We're never above begging for iTunes reviews. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, what episode is this? This is 95. 95. So 96 is where we'll re- reveal. Yeah, that's good for people to know because they don't always show up in order. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, guys. So here is to loving and living your most badass life. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, out. Mm-hmm.